This is the Toddcast Podcast. I'm a guy named Todd. And I'm a guy named Aaron. Join in our conversation as we discuss anything and everything. Pointless debates, music, Star Wars, nerd culture, and so much more. There are no scripts, no show notes, commuters, sit back and enjoy the ride. The Toddcast Podcast starts now. Hello and welcome to the Toddcast. I've got Eric with me for another riveting episode of Spoiling Star Wars, The Book of Boba Fett. Today we're talking Chapter 6, From the Desert Comes a Stranger. Eric, how are you? I'm doing fantastic, Todd. And, and before I ask you, you know, what you thought of the episode, let's just put it out there. We are Star Wars fans, so we're typically going to love these episodes. But I think this was my favorite of the season so far. And uh, up there in terms of best of the three live action series, you know, season so far with Mandalorian and Book of the Boba Fett. Ultimately, I can tell if an episode is good when I'm directly done if I feel the need to text or call you, since knowing that we're <laughs> going to talk about it, I'm thinking to myself, well, that is that is uh, that is the first sign. And uh, this one was like, yes, I want to talk about this right away. And that's kind yeah. of how my brain goes. And we still, yeah. you know, we, we did wait work two days. Schedules, yeah, making yeah us, exactly. Uh, wait and, and, and have the conversation later. But no, I 100 percent agree. I think I can even pro- possibly put put my finger on why this episode was so fantastic and well, I brought, hear that. brought those memories. I will get to that, but let me take us, take a half step back. You're and allowed say to do that. that. Sure. And, and say that in my opinion, I, I seriously think that Dave Filoni is one of the best things to have happened to the star Wars franchise. Um, this episode, while I might jokingly refer to it as, you know, this episode was a Dave Filoni wet dream just because it's very much him. He pulls in Ahsoka. He pulls, you know, he pulled in Cad Bane. Like, there's a whole bunch of this that has his his fingerprints all over it. But I think that that's fantastic. And the reason why I think that this one strikes such a chord and makes me feel so so very Star Wars about it is that it he he perfectly captures the Star Wars vibe. And I think this episode more more than a lot of the others. Because like like the Mandalorian has a feel to it, like it's 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 had a kind of a creature of the week sort of a westerny feel to it. We'd said before, Book of Boba Fett has sort of a almost Godfather kind of quality to it. You know what I mean? This episode is more Star Wars in that it goes from one one group of people and then cuts to other people on the other side of the the galaxy doing a different thing. And back and forth, like you see in the movies, like one of the things about the Star Wars movies is, yeah, we start off and, you know, we've got this this battle going on in this this big ship and these robots going around and this big guy in black armors is, you know, choking people out. And then next thing you know, you're on this sand planet looking at this farm boy, you know, and then you cut back over to, you know, the the princess who's been captured, like you kind of go back and forth, which you didn't really have a whole lot of in a lot of the previous episodes. Like, it's always been the same person. Like, you you did the flashbacks, but it was still all Boba Fett. It was still all on Tatooine. And in this one, you go from what Mando's doing to what Grogu and Luke are doing over to what uh, is happening on Tatooine with the Marshal. And you saw a lot of that, and that just struck a struck a chord with me as being very Star Warsy. Or am I just rambling? Does that make sense? 
No, I think that, I mean, it makes 100% sense in a sense that, like, that's exactly the storytelling elements, right? So I, I feel that you're dead on. I also feel that the reason I like this one a little bit is you can kind of feel some of the Marvel centric where it's bringing the people together and you start seeing yeah. all these characters that you've developed in single and couple episodes here and there that you're right. like, oh, okay, well, you know, these are our superheroes of the time. So right. you, we are now assembling them. You know, you have the Marshal, yes. which I was super excited to see. You oh, have yeah. Ahsoka, which I was surprised to see. You have, you have Luke, <laughs> which yeah. I'm not sure what I saw. <laughs> like, um, but then you have, you know, you have Boba Fett, but not only that, then you have Kersantin hanging out right. there. Like, uh, I mean, to be quite honest, they and they created what would be the version of the Avengers in which, yeah. you know, we still have some possible surprises or tricks up their sleeves for the finale. So mixed with the fact that it wasn't as they kept us interested in moving because the TikTok generation of we need to go. We can't <laughs> stay on a scene for too long or we start crying, which has right. been some of the complaints. Uh, for the early episodes, is like, well, did we really need to see him hanging out with the sand people for 40 minutes? And to me, I'm uh, like, yes, that's yeah. why we're doing a television show as opposed to a movie. But <laughs> right. this, this would have been more of a movie, you know, sequence. And I yeah. think next week will be too. And and it's because we have two episodes, and you've told a lot of the backstory. We're invested in these characters. And now it's a matter of we already know, like, you cannot just stop on episode six and decide to watch that and that be the first episode. You will miss right. it all, you know. Right. So no one's no one's picking up this or any TV show like, well, let me just jump in an episode before it's over. And that's where <laughs> I'll start. Well, like, I, come hey, on. I've done that with Saved by the Bell and Full House and it works just fine. You don't you don't need to know, you know, but in these case scenarios, right? Yeah. If and it's that's... a sitcom, you can absolutely drop in and out of those in in a, yeah. you know, series like this. That's generally I mean, you can do whatever you want. It's a free country, but it's probably not going to work out real well for you is the point. You're right. So my thought is this was a, you know, they're just utilizing this whole entire series and going back like they could have called it the Mandalorian uh, season three, they really could have, and just went off that. Yeah. Uh, you know, which is fine. And I love it. The fact is you're not going to be able to skip the book of Boba Fett. If they have a Mandalorian season three, they better say, Hey, just want to let you know, you need to watch this series. Right. 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 Or at least <laughs> go, go watch episodes five and six. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, and it all depends on what happens. I mean, we have one episode left, which is probably right. going to be around 50 minutes. They're going to have to come to the end of this story, or they're going to leave us hanging. We're going to need to know more, which I have a feeling Mandalorian Season 3 will probably show up before the Book of Boba Fett Season 2, if that's a thing, which means they all will probably play out somehow. So oh, yeah. I, I don't mind the storytelling of it all. It's, it's basically like having a sequel without calling it, like, you know, if you said Captain America, Captain America 2. You know, like if you want to right. have a sequel and not call it Cop Captain America and give it some subtitle, like the, I'm right. fine with that. Right. And that's what I feel like this is. Um, and that is, uh, you know, yeah, Dave Filoni did a fantastic job. And I think it was, you know, you could see, I don't know if he was he the director. Yes, he was the director. He, yeah, he directed. As I'm watching this, once Ahsoka showed up on screen, I had my first hint of, mm, I bet, I bet, I bet this is boy pulling out his favorites. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like you said, it's like breaking out the old Kenner Star Wars toys. 
mm-hmm. and just making a TV show about the adventures you created with them. Like Dave Filoni has shown up to the playground. He's brought his his box of toys. <laughs> He's got his Ahsoka action figure. He... And uh, later on, like even when it was far off on the desert, the silhouette of Cad Bane, I'm like, I bet that's going to be Cad Bane. And sure enough, they got the close up. And I'm like, yep, this is definitely what this is. And yeah, at come Ed credits, I'm like, this this has to be this has to be Filoni has to be. And sure enough, there it was. So. All right. So explain to me, and I think I understand, but explain to me, the listeners, why you think that. Now, is Dave Filoni pretty much got his start or notorious known for the early animation series? Is that where like he kind of started, and that's where you're seeing the Ahsoka and the Cad Bane? Yeah. Um. And I'm not anywhere near his biographer, and this is you know what I vaguely Hold recall. On. What? So there, you haven't there interviewed might... him countless listen, times. <laughs> listen, I know how the I know how the fandom can be. And I know that some people are super invested and know all the stuff. I mean, there was a point in life where I would look down on people because they did not know the name of the creature in the garbage pit in the Death Star and would be like, oh, well, you're clearly not a true fan. I mean, I've mellowed out, but I know those people exist. And it is it is something of the basis for certain levels of the man baby scale. So I know that I'm I'm going to cause some tears if I screw this up. That's why that's why I'm couching it. But if memory serves. Dave Filoni was, at a minimum, very heavily involved in the Clone Wars animation stuff. Okay. Like, well, I think that I think that's where he enters the Star Wars picture, and I don't know if he wrote them or directed them or what what his role was there, but well, he was I very very seriously in that. Do you yes, have stats, I, Eric? Well, I pulled up IMDb because I'm very Thank scared you. of the man baby Good. scale getting yes. a little too high. Uh, <laughs> so it looks like he was the executive producer. Yes. For not just Clone Wars. But it looks like any of the animated it, like rebels, uh, resistance, rebels, yeah, um, whatever forces of destiny is that'll trigger a couple man babies. Um, Bad Batch, he was the executive producer. So I mean, essentially, <laughs> forces of destiny will actually uh, trigger a bunch of uh, woman babies because I believe that was the animated series that was all okay. based on the the women of the Star Wars universe. Okay, um, yeah. Well, so so so, he, so here is the scenario is that he has become the executive producer because that's what he is now. He's like the main yeah. he's yeah. the one that tells all, he's the Kevin Feige. Right. Right. Of right. Marvel. So yes. but it does look like that started early on. And the Clone Wars obviously is what's created from what I understand Ahsoka. Right. Yeah. And this yeah. Cad Bane, yeah. which I'm going to ask you a million questions about. Um, <laughs> so, yes, to me, you know, I believe he brings a lot of the prequel to this series, even as much as, um, and we'll talk real quick when, when Grogu does this flashback, that was mm-hmm. kind of, that was kind of cool to see the actual clones in like practical, not CG. Right. right. I thought that was really cool. I don't know yeah. why. And yeah. maybe it was CG, but let's just say it was better CG. That. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, but, um, all right, let, let's, let's talk about what made me basically text you directly after this saying I have questions. <laughs> Okay. So the Western showdown, the stare down between the Marshal and what you informed me was Cad Bane. Is that correct? Yes, correct. All right. So that was fantastic. Cad Bane. I don't know what creature he is. He seems like there was I've seen like seen him before or something like him. He he is a Duros, and you've seen them in the cantina scene Mm -hmm. in episode four. They're just big bug eyed alien dudes in the background talking. I'm trying to think if we've seen them really anywhere else in, in I, film. I don't, but I don't but, believe I I recognize them. They come as much as like an alienoid creature that we think of in modern oh, day yeah. as yeah. as you can. 
Um, I did not expect, I didn't know what to expect to be quite honest when he looked up, but he was awesome looking oh, yeah. and in his, in his, um, I was like, so what originally I thought was what Thrawn, is that the character that is blue? That okay. Is yes. Yes. So originally well, yeah. I thought was like, not a that, Jedi. He's, he's a oh, he's Imperial sick. grand admiral. Sure. Okay, he's not, yes, he's, yes. he's got no force connections whatsoever. Okay. All he's right. just so, wicked smart. Let, anyway. Let's just put it this way. I know of his existence from our conversations. Right. Right. And I said, he's blue. This guy's blue. I said, this, seems, <laughs> this doesn't necessarily seem like he was a cowboy from the way Todd described him. So right. when you told me, though, this is Cad Bane, a bounty hunter. I'm like, awesome. New character. Seems to be badass. Oh, yeah. Uh, awesome way to show up on the scene. Like, all in. All in. I don't even know anything about this guy. So that's why I'm going to say Todd. Tell me anything you know about this guy. What should we know? Okay, well, and I, and I don't necessarily know a whole lot. That's fine. That's why they have a TV you, show. And that's, yes. and that's right. So he was he was definitely in the Rebels cartoon. I, okay. I feel like he might have been in the Clone Wars. Again, this gets into that cloudy area for me that I've seen some Clone Wars, but not all of it, which sure. at some point I should probably rectify. But sure. in any case, he, you know, he's, he's, from, he's from the cartoons. And I can tell you he, he's a Duros. He is a bounty hunter. He is kind of a badass. He's got some some cybernetic stuff going on. Those weird hoses coming out of his face, sure. Which I don't really know the full story on, other than that's that's pretty cool. Because like most Duros are like just like you said, like the Greys we think of when most mm -hmm. people think about UFOs and abductions and whatnot. Sure. Um, except that they tend to be like green or blue. So he's got the the face hoses, which I don't know about. In the cartoon, he had sort of like jump boots. They're like, okay. like, like boots that have like jetpack type things in it. Kind of, kind of like uh, sort of a Star Lord sort of a situation. Okay, sure. Which I was curious to, like, when I saw the silhouette, I'm like, ooh, I wonder how they're going to do the jump boots. And they really didn't. Like, I okay. don't know if he just, they're just not going to, or if it just that wasn't called for in this situation. Not um, in this episode, right? <laughs> yeah, no. And no, he's he's a very very gritty cowboy style bounty hunter who, yeah, you know, is very. He's almost, he's kind of what I think we all imagined Boba Fett would be like before they actually started giving us background and personality of Boba Fett. Very, this is, this is the job and I'm going to do my thing and I don't give a shit about anything and I'm, you know, tough and gritty and whatever. Like that's, that's, that's kind of who, who Cad Bane. And he has a, he has a cool hat and a, and a, and a, and a sweet looking style in the outfit and he's just awesome. Uh, he's... I would get that action figure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm thinking to myself, like, you need to get that miniature because uh, that seems like a badass I'm gonna, miniature. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to hit. Um, I forget the name of the place, but there is an, an online marketplace of 3D mm -hmm. printed miniatures yep. for this sort of a thing. I'm gonna have to see if I can find Cad Bane because it occurs to me I no longer have a complete collection of bounty hunters. No, I don't no. have him. So uh, yeah, no. So this is that. That's super exciting, and I didn't know what to expect. And truthfully, I thought the title of the episode was "The Marshal," which I right. was excited to see because I liked oh, yeah. his character a lot. I thought he was oh, yeah. great, and I'm like, all right, this is cool. So to rewind, I guess because we are kind of going completely backwards. Let's rewind a bit. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, and, and we don't have to go in sequence because there's a lot to, to no. discover here. But since we're talking about the Marshal, I'm thinking to myself, all right, this is pretty cool. He, right off the get-go, man, he, he he nails down three of the pikes, right? And <laughs> right. he says, hey, this this is enough to retire. I don't know. He had great one-liners. You know, right. he was just a straight-up badass. And I'm like, oh, yeah. man, I wish he had some goddamn Mandalorian armor still because he just yeah. was 
great. Not Boba yeah. Fett. He, I mean, he didn't look right in that outfit. But no. um, so I don't think he's dead. What are you? <laughs> uh, I mean, he he got shot. It you know in the it, arm. Was it the well, arm? Because I got imagine shot in the you've arm. seen this I mean, at I least twice. I, I haven't. Z- I've only saw it. film it. I didn't okay. Zapruder film it, right? I didn't do it. But here's here's my thought, right? They got two guys. And if I'm writing this and I'm trying to make it look like it's decent, you know, they, they spent a lot of time on this episode talking about how he's going to help and this and that. And it showed right. all this stuff where he's going to be, you know, hopefully savior and, and helping a lot. Uh, the deputy got shot three times, right? So <laughs> right. The, uh, Cad Bane shot the deputy, maybe the marshal, and then the deputy two more times. I don't, I don't know what random order, but he got right. He was dead. Right. Oh, yeah. Nobody, nobody went and talked and went to save him. Right. You had a group of people went to save or to go look at the marshal and put stuff right. on his shoulder and stuff like that. Right. You I mean, know, Star Wars. I would when, like to think he's still alive. Like that would be that would be good. I, I guess mean, if, if they it, killed him, they killed him. Were, and he went out. Were, I guess if it were a good guy, straight up you know. gunfight between just the marshal and Cad Bane. If the marshal wasn't dead, I'd. I mean, I'd be sad if that he was dead, but I'd be, well, this guy's a bounty hunter. He should be able to kill people in a one-on-one. But you're right. Having, you know, split his fire between two targets, I could see how he could wing one. He's down. Okay, I'm going to light this other guy up. Okay, no one's getting up yet. I want to call this good. Like, it'd be good well, if, the, if the marshal lives. Yeah. So I yeah. think I think the marshal lived. But that's my take just because of the the way the people reacted. We watch a lot of Star Wars. You get shot. You just like, and I was going to ask, I'm like, so these things right here, they instantly kill you. It's like, no one ever seems to bleed out <laughs> unless it's convenient for the story. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, no one, no one bleeds out from blaster wounds because they're blaster wounds. They sort of, so what's it do? Like they, they, they self cauterize. I mean, it hurts and it does, you know, damage to you and your organs, but you're not likely to bleed out because the, it'd be but like, does it like shock your heart to kill you? Like it, it's almost instantaneous that once you get shot with a blaster. You're dead. You, you you just drop and you're done. Yeah, I. So I mean, not, think about it. The yeah. pikes. There's three of them. They all got shot. They're done. Haven't moved. Right. Nothing. Right. Right. Uh, you know, and I don't know where they're getting shot. I'm assuming if you got shot in the heart, then that would be enough enough to just say like, yep, that heart's not working anymore. Right. You know. But if you get shot in the leg or the arm or something like that, then maybe you're okay, or maybe you just need to amputate it. I don't know. I mean, you think about it. it um, it's it's entirely plot dependent, Eric. I mean, well, let's, that's what let's, I'm saying. Let's, so I'm let's not going to go too far into it, but I'm just saying <laughs> from my perspective, you know, if you told me through your ancient, you know, books uh, from the Jedi that you used when you play your the games right. and stuff, if you right. told me, no, there's a, you know, when you're shot, this is what happens and this is how your body works. Because you've done this to me before, Todd. You told me about the goddamn, like, tongue holes or whatever for a stormtrooper thing. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you know? Um, the yes. the tongue switches in the stormtrooper's helmet. I'm going to yes. correct you right now because <laughs> if you just say tongue hole stormtrooper, everyone who's just now listening to us is going to be like, what the hell are these boys on about? Todd, why um, would you start the Toddcast yeah. at episode six? You need to go back and listen to all of them. All right. It's true. No, it's true. Nonetheless. No. All right. So so here's here. So, yeah. So the deal is, is blasters. It's 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 energy. They're not lasers. I guess let's make that distinction. It's not light. It's it's supercharged Tiabana gas, which is one of the things that they were mining in Cloud City. Mm-hmm. It's it's that it's that gas supercharged and launched out in a blast, hence blaster. So it's kind of like plasma being shot at you. So it 
does a lot of damage. It will burn your stuff. It will wreck your wreck your whatever it hits. But bleeding is not really a problem because it basically cauterizes those wounds. Sure. From just your like shot. a lightsaber does. Right. So yeah. yes, if you get a blaster shot to the chest, it should that, kill you. That amount of damage is probably going to kill you all on its own. If and you most get. Of- yeah. If you get winged in the arm or the leg, it's going to hurt like a mother, but it's probably not going to kill you in and of itself. Like I said, in Star Wars, a lot of people, a single shot and you're dropped. Well, that, that's I, fine. I mean, <laughs> the bl- the impact of getting hit with a blaster seems to me to be more of a system shock than, say, getting hit by a bullet from a twenty two. Like, sure. it's it's yeah, it's self it's self self sealing the wounds. But it's it's also a massive blast to your system, and you probably like pass out or or go into shock or whatever, unless you're like seriously badass in some way. And that so, might be it. That might be some of it too. You know, yeah. these, because the fact is, um, Fennec was saved yeah. because you know she might have passed out, but somebody found her, or Boba Fett found her and saved her, mm-hmm. so that way the damage didn't continue or whatever. But it, right. it's interesting. So that's you know. It's interesting to think of. I'm not going to go too much further into it, but I hope he is alive and he comes back to help. Um, oh, uh, yeah. Because I imagine we won't see the last of Cad Bane in this situation. Maybe this maybe no. this season. I don't know. I mean, I don't, it doesn't I don't necessarily. Think you, I don't think you just introduce Cad Bane for a single gunslinger situation and then never see him again. That That, oh. that doesn't seem good. Well, he would be a perfect foe season two, Boba Fett. Uh, you know, because if you think about it, the next episode is going to be, uh, in, in my opinion, more of an epic battle than a bounty hunter showdown. You know, right. he seems like he was hired to go make a message, not to, you know, he was hired by the Pikes to say, don't team up with them. Right. Don't give them any help. I don't see him on the battlefield giving a shit if the Pikes win or lose, you know. So well, no, we'll it's, it's 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 kind of like uh, in uh, episode two of the films. Where they had the giant Geonosis sure. arena situation. Yeah. All the Jedi are, are hacking out with the Geonosians and the battle droids. And Django Fett's just up there going, hmm, yeah, this is fun. Uh, and didn't really get too involved until he had to. And then, of course, he was beheaded. But like, I feel like, yeah, bounty hunters are not going to get involved in a war. No. Unless you're paying them real well. Like, that's not their skill set. No. They're bounty hunters. They're not soldiers. No. So, no. So you got to, you have, you must have credits. So, yeah. So from a, um, from a modern, you know, in, in actual Tatooine, we do see that, you know, we have the hired guns. Uh, Crisanton is there. Um, Mando is now there. Uh, you know, he's got his foot soldiers. I don't remember what they're called. His, his team. The mods, he called, he called yeah, them. Yeah, the mods. The, yeah, okay. Yeah. And we also see Apologies, uh, the Twilight. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Who I'm sure like, has a name, but I I love that you refer to him as Apologies. That that uh, makes good sense. No, but the, the, uh, so so things are gonna go down, man. Things are gonna go down, and and you don't get a mu- you don't get much of that in this episode. But I was okay with it because yeah. what we do get a lot of, and almost we kind of talked about earlier. We're like, well, we don't really want to go see a Mando story again. We don't need that. But they did such a great job making it worth it. Yeah. You know, we we were kind of yeah. concerned that the entire episode would just be Mando going to find Grogu, and that would be right. such a a lag. But it wasn't because they did a better job yeah. making it well, move. So, and if this if this were the Mandalorian, that would be what I would have expected as a next episode, sure. and that would have been perfectly good. But being Book of Boba Fett, it's like, okay, can we not do a full episode? And they didn't, and I think they pulled it off very well. Like they worked that in enough to kind of keep that storyline going. 
to sort of satisfy what you were left wanting from the previous episode. But you still got plenty of other stuff going on to where it wasn't just Din Djarin takes over Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, the second well, time, you know. Well, what they made that so the last episode, you if you if for whatever reason there's a Mandalorian season three, last episode you could have skipped a whole book of Boba Fett and still probably would have been fine. You are not able to do that now. You, it, it, whatever the Mandalorian <laughs> right. season three is, you are not able to completely skip without like understanding that there is some significant character development in this episode that is necessary for. Whatever Grogu's path is, whatever, uh, you know, the Mando's path is. So, right. so overall, g- give me give me your synopsis, your feels, how how you liked the entire, you know, I would guess the Jedi sequence. Um, I'm not sure what planet they're on, but that seemed to be what they considered the Jedi Temple. No, I don't know offhand what planet that is. I oh, assume well, that's where the Jedi Temple will be before everything goes sideways with old Ben Solo and... So well, you know, that could but, be, I, you know, the thing is, I was wondering, I'm like, I'm looking at it. I'm like, is that the Jedi temple that was on Octu and they didn't was Octu and he just built that there. And that's where they kept like the ruins or whatever like that. And then he went and built another Jedi temple on another place. And that's where the actual school started. You know, I don't it, know. yeah, I don't we'd know. have to look. Um, it did remind me semi of like, I'm like looking at it. I'm like the structures and so forth. Um, oh, yeah. Needless to say, they don't really announce it, and I'm sure somebody out there probably has that information. So oh, I'm sure. seek them out on Twitter or on, there you go. on Google. But I'm sure somebody's got the goods. But no, I I enjoyed that sequence. I thought it was uh, it was kind of a, a little a little chill up the spine situation when you saw R2. Oh yeah. I, you know for like I don't know why it is a grown man is gonna squee at the television <laughs> because he sees a little blue and white droid, but it that 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 may have happened. <laughs> Um, uh, you know, yeah, uh, just cause it's, you know, there's, there's, there's comfort in the familiar, but it was cool. You know, he's, I liked how they built him a bench. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we're trying to build this thing. You're going to be a minute. Let's build you a bench here real quick. And then we're going to go off to, to do our thing. I was not expecting Ahsoka. No, somehow I, just, was I. Somehow, somehow I just got the vibe that she was not interested in being part of Jedi stuff. If she knew about Luke, she wasn't going to get too involved there. Like I was very surprised to see her show up. And later on, when she's like, you know, you, you're just like your father. You have so much of your father in you. Think, like, I got to think that's got to be weird for her. To have had a mentor that she, they were so close to, that lot, you lost them to the dark side, and you went off to do your own thing. And you come to find out later, oh, here he's got a kid, and he's a Jedi. And he killed the old man, and, but he redeemed him for, like, that just seems like that's a lot. But well. Yeah, you know, but the, thing, you know, the funny thing is Luke was like, he kind of smirked when she said that. So it's like, it, you know, it does come down that, the, you know, the clarity did come through and like he was redeemed at the end. Yeah. And, you know, although he was an asshole and horrible and, and Ahsoka probably had to run for her life, fearing that her old mentor would kill her, you know, her. Um, right. I don't know. Those Jedis, <laughs> they're resilient. Yeah. Buggers. <laughs> so, so, but no, no I, that, I, I like that. The CG on Luke was so good. Oh like Abby and I both looked at each other and like, it's almost too good, right? Like it's a little frightening how good this is. If you didn't know anything about Star Wars or know who, who Mark Hamill was or who Luke Skywalker was, and you just like came in on this episode, I got to ask you, why are you starting on episode six? You need to yeah, go back. Yeah. But aside from that, like you wouldn't necessarily know that that was CG. Like, uh, it was, I mean, it was, 
Listen. There were a couple of, of tiny moments that seemed just off enough to be like, mm, but for the most part, it was kind of flawless. Yeah, I think the CG, sometimes you can tell with the lips, but here's here's where I was thinking, right? Because I remember, oh, I don't know, it was probably after Luke showed up in the Mandalorian finale yeah. and so forth, and Bucky from the Winter Soldier, Sebastian Stan, <laughs> like right. legit, people were Photoshopping him with short hair and said, look, it looks like a young Mark Hamill. Oh, yeah. And I know there was back and forth going, and I think even Mark Hamill was like, go for it, or like, yes, whatever. And... And I can't remember if they if like he started shooting something or there was rumors on it. I just know I saw online like he legit dressed up and I'm like, so is that Bucky from, you know, is that Sebastian Stan as right. Luke? And I could not tell. And I said, OK, well, how'd they do the voice? And I said, well, I guess Luke Mark Hamill could just do the voiceover. He'd do the right. acting, whatever. And that's the, and honestly, for the entire episode. I thought that might have been why the lips were a little off at points of time. <laughs> like, right. I did not know it was CG. And I tell you right now, I could bring Lauren in. Let's just watch this part of it and whatever. She's not going right. to say anything. She's probably going to notice Grogu and she's going to, th- but she's not. I mean, it was, it was amazing what they can oh, do. Yeah. And more importantly, it's amazing how they can take what we want. Now they can make the fantasy that we've always dreamed of and not have it animation, but have for whatever in, in our eyes, this, is real life when it's live action, right? Right. It's canon. Right. It's it. This is a real thing. And now right. it's like here we can actually real live out what we envision Luke to be because we never really saw it. So, right. oh, it was fantastic. I mean, it yeah. was so it was fantastic on so many levels. Yep. And you know, I when they had their montage, I'm just thinking of the South Park uh, Team America montage uh, music, which is just obnoxious. Like it's like a parody of the Rocky montage. Um, not sure if you've heard it, Todd, but if, uh, if no, not, no, not familiar, go on YouTube trust, yeah. and look for a montage, uh, just type in South Park, um, and just picture the, uh, Grogu scene with that <laughs> overlaid and you, it'll make you laugh off the get go. So, um, it was nice to see, you know, all that and, uh, lots of feels, lots of feels in yeah. terms of Mando coming back and, uh, not being able to see Grogu and or understanding yeah. his his struggle yeah um, no because that's that's rough like he came all this way that's the one thing he wants and they're like yeah we get that but you're gonna kind of screw him up <laughs> like that and they're not wrong that's not helping that's no, the thing no well and and I think sh- he knows that they're not wrong which is oh, why yeah. he makes the decision he does but that doesn't make it any rougher no. like i mean this is going a little off star wars but i mean there was a point in time where you know i had a daughter and was mm-hmm. divorced from her mother and there wasn't a lot of contact going on there. You know, there were points where I was not able to be in her life. And as much as I would have loved to have just been able to magically show up on her door and go, Hey, hi, I'm your daddy. You know, that would not have been good for her. And no. so I had to not do that. So I can kind of, I can kind of relate and feel for him that, yeah, you can, they're right there. There, see him. You want to just run over and hug him. But you can't, and you know you can't, and that sucks, and just hop back in your starship and yeah. go. And that's, yeah. yeah, that's rough. That's rough. Yeah, you know, and here's the thing. I guess this is where the Toddcast gets super vulnerable, men men getting t- telling their feelings. So uh, this might be a first. Uh, so I honestly related the exact same way. Now, mine is not necessarily as, you know, as um, important as, you know, father-daughter in a situation. But, you know, I had a right. dog. You know, I had oh, yeah. I had dogs. And my, my, I had a dog that essentially the wife is allergic to. And when we moved right. to the new house, 
we had to, we decided and that dog was mine i mean that you know he that yeah. was my dog he was by my side and he was my pain in the ass but he was mine you know he was eating. right he's your pain essentially in the ass. he uh, and, and, he, <laughs> and he has the goddamn ears that grogu has and i'm like oh shit right. like and i'm watching this episode and i'm like the mando had to give up his dog he didn't want to but he knew it was best so when we moved we found a good good home where this person could take care of the dog you know um and they were dog people and they had other dogs and the dog could run and had area where we just knew that wasn't going to happen here and right. the sad thing is so we gave the dog and you know Unfor- well, fortunately and unfortunately, this dog also goes to this person's place of business um, because they got him that he can actually go around people, which I'm like, wow, how'd you do that? Because he was like, you know, um, and I was near their business a couple weeks ago and I always stopped in and just see if he was there. And three or four times I stopped. and He wasn't there. And I right. said, I'm going to give it a go. And I stopped in and I saw him and like he remembered me and like it was like old times. And I'm like, oh, this probably wasn't very good for. You know, for me, it was fine, but I'm like, this poor dog's probably confused now, and the new owner's looking at it and watching this dog love up on me, and I'm like, well, that's not fair to them either, because this is their dog now. This is not yeah. my dog. Yeah. Um, so it was really weird, and I and I had the feels, because I'm like, I just had to do this. I had to give this dog up, and I'm thinking to myself, I can't go see this dog again. That's not fair, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's that is uh, that was the weirdest scenario, and that's why I'm like, maybe this episode resonated with me more so. Just yep. on that weird little level. And I don't know how many people can connect with that kind of stuff, but I'm sure we've all had to separate ourselves from things that we really, you know, want to do or, or should do or whatever and, and have to make that decision that it's not best for some party involved. Yeah. Uh, so this was beautiful storytelling in that aspect with a very cruel ending, Todd. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I was, I was dying to find out what was in the bag. Yeah. Oh, it's a little chainmail shirt. That's awesome. That's going to be yeah, good. It is. Let me let me take a quick let me take a quick side note. Yeah. In that during the training sequence where he's like teaching teaching Grogu to jump and do all the stuff, like the whole time he's still in that giant fucking knapsack looking mm-hmm. flight jacket thing, and like Abby and I are both just like, can you not get the kid some decent fitting clothes? Like how are you expecting him to jump and do all this <laughs> stuff? He's basically in a potato sack. Come on. <laughs> um, and so when it came time to open the little thing, we're like, maybe he bought him some, you know, suitable, well-fitting clothes. And then they bust out with the chain mail. I'm like, okay, cool. And then Luke's like, all right, time for the ultimate dick move. Here's a cool thing from your dad. Here's the, a, a cool lightsaber. You can only pick one, which I get his point. I get his perspective. It, well, like you, you have to make, like, you can't be a Jedi and have connections. You know, like I get where he's coming from, but that is just, that is just shitty. <laughs> well, so... it, it's it's shitty, but it's I think it was necessary for the story. So it doesn't yeah. make Luke look great, but it makes him a disciplined teacher, right? Right, right. Um, I'm gonna take another side note just because this is what we do. How about that nice uh, backpack Luke had? I'm like, look at that. That's an upgrade. Oh yeah. So so I did enjoy the sequence where he's jumping around and doing all this stuff with the backpack, and I'm like, look at those nice straps. I said, man, that's a, <laughs> that's a nice bag you got there, Luke. How'd you get that? Yeah. Um, especially off world like that. Uh, but. Yeah, Luke, I think Luke's just doing what what he knows needs to be done because, you know, he knew that Mando was there and he can sense all oh. that with Grogu. He knows all that. Yeah. And, and whatever the reason, you know, I don't I'm not that much into Jedi lore, but if you're not allowed to be attached to anybody, then you better nip that at the butt and say, hey, am I this is what I'm willing to do. But right. as the viewer, shit, man, we're like we're. You know, I don't know if this is going to go like Twilight, Team Jacob, Team whatever, uh, you know, <laughs> but like, what are we doing here? 
like, right. I, you know, where are you leaning? Are you team Luke? Are you team Mando? For Grogu, not in terms of who you like better or anything. Right, but as far as what gro- what direction Grogu What do you want to see? I mean, you know, do you want to see the little lightsaber? you want to see him hanging out in that chain mail? Because, I mean, whew, that's a tough call. I feel like there's there's a way you could have him in the chainmail with the lightsaber, and I really wish that they could figure out something like that. But no, ultimately, aside from the accessories, it's is he going to be a Jedi and cut Mando out of his life, or is he going to go try and be with Mando and not be a Jedi? As much as I would love to see the stories with Mando and Grogu doing their thing, I think it, it, it's it's better if he becomes a Jedi. Like it's good oh, it's, that Mando. It's good that Mando has that connection, and that there is something more to him than just I'm I'm a cold blooded killer. You know, I'm a bounty hunter, whatever. But I don't know that it makes a whole lot of sense for it to turn into the single dad bounty hunter show. You know what I mean? Because like the sure. kid is still well, a, a, sort of a kid. Like that's rough. I mean, by that same token. You don't ever hear about Grogu in any of the other stuff. You know what I mean? Well, so, yeah. Which, no, ma- no, which I, makes you wonder if maybe he doesn't quite make it or whatever. It's, I well, know. listen, what I think I think. Well, my thoughts are this. I, I, I see that as the question of is it Luke or is it him? And I kind of think it's like this. I think it's the decision most of us make in life. Do we want to do what is going to make us most successful and make us the most money or this or that? Or are we going to do right. what makes us happy? Right. And sometimes you can't have both. But in many circumstances, you know, in life, you make decisions based off. Well, if I go to college and I can do this and, and, and do this or I can go do these other aspects. And there's I don't think there's a right or wrong answer because you don't live your life just to, you know, make money or this. You live to be happy. And if you can be happy doing anything. Right. Right. So I feel like the Mandalorian, yeah, he will have way more prestige if he's a Jedi and he will probably do more good and be better and have a more successful career, so to speak, if he's a Jedi. Right. But if he just wants to hang out, have a good time, live a peaceful life, not, well, not peaceful in this case, but an exciting enough life, but have that security of having a father figure or having a family or, you know, being able to do Mandalorian things or whatever, then maybe that's what he goes with. And he might not get the prestige and he might not get his own television show or, or this or that, you know? (laughs) Right. And I think that's somewhat of the decision that he has to make that, you know, we all kind of make. And that's where it's really difficult because, you know, I know I've made decisions like that before. I said, well, yeah, I could do go in this professional venture, but I don't think I'll have fun doing it. So I'd rather do I'd rather make less money, have more fun as opposed to do something I hate for more. And I and I'm not saying he hates being a Jedi. We don't know. But that's that's part of the decision that I think he has to make. And part of me is leaning towards mando part i mean <laughs> yeah it really i mean yeah. part of me says yeah well obviously you should be a jedi but part of me is saying you know what you only live once you know <laughs> it, well i mean i guess i guess i guess here's the other thing right like okay he's 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 training training with luke and you know there's no good way to know how long training takes sure because i mean the examples that we have are a little bit of training that luke did with obi-wan you know, over the course of like a day or two oh, sure. before, before Ben got, got axed an indeterminate amount of time on Dagobah, which you figure he went, he went off to Dagobah when they left Hoth, they got mucked around in the asteroids, limped their way to cloud city. Like Luke couldn't have been on Dagobah with Yoda for very, very long. No. You know what I mean? No, like I, it, I don't. Yeah. By the time Luke goes back to Dagobah, 
it's like, hey, a couple conversations, and then Homeboy fades away. Spoiler warning, by the way, for those who have not seen the original trilogy. Yeah. Uh, you know, but like, and that's the training that Luke experienced. I mean, you go to prequels and you're like, yeah, they come as younglings and they train forever. And it seems like you're not going to, you know, you're going to hit drinking age before you're considered an actual Jedi. Yeah. You know? But that wasn't Luke's, like, he, he was on the speed course. You know what I mean? He, he took the, the Jedi two-week boot camp type situation which is i imagine what luke is working from you know so for all we know grogu could be as trained as luke ever was you know officially there's yeah. nothing you know there's nothing saying grogu's like cool lightsaber uh by the way where'd you stash my chain mail because let's face it i'm only 50 years old and yoda <laughs> lived to be 900 i've done yeah. this jedi thing i'm gonna go hang out with my boy din Djarin. Until he kicks off from old age. And then, you know what? I can come back and pick this Jedi thing up. That's it's it. a blink that's of an it. eye to me. You're right. You're you know? right. So yeah, that's right. That's, that's, uh, yeah. I mean, we can probably get the best of both worlds. Hopefully, um, there's, you know, I don't know. They, they leave us at such a great spot because it is a win no matter what. Cause you either get to see Grogu as a Jedi doing cool badass shit with, with freaking Master Yoda's j- lightsaber, or you right. see him with freaking chainmail. <laughs> And he goes right. and he goes and, and he helps out, you know, uh, for all we know, he could freaking be riding on a rancor like it it, right. it could all be amazing stuff. So yeah. I man, this was a hell of an episode. Kudos to them. And I'm so looking forward to the finale um, yeah. to the point I might take the day off. <laughs> <laughs> hey, go for it, man. Rock on. So I'm trying to think, did, did we did we miss anything? There wasn't a whole lot. Once again, Listen. there was not a whole lot of actual Boba Fett in the book of Boba Fett, but I think that was kind of necessary, and I think it was all good. Like, he's like, yep, Pikes, this shit's going to go south. We need people, and Mando went to go get people. Well, I think that covers it, Eric. Thank you for joining me to chat about this delightful series once again. Thanks to all the listeners, both man babies and true fans alike. Glad to have you listening to us. and Look forward to uh, doing this again next week for the finale. So until next time, I hope you all have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast Podcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas you'd like us to chat about, you can reach out on social. Search for Toddcast Podcast. Visit our website at toddcastpodcast.com with a single D in Todd. There you will find show notes, original articles, and a backlog of episodes. If you'd enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts are appreciated. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. Mm-hmm.